Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing on in the book of Acts. We're up to the seventh chapter. First verse says this. The high priest said, are these things so? Well, what's going on here? Remember, there's no chapter division or versification in the original documents. So you had to sort of remind yourself of where we were when we left off previously, right? Now, remember, what it was was that Stephen had been hauled before uh, the religious powers that be because they didn't know how to cope with his wisdom and the spirit he's speaking with. So these religious powers that be got some uh, evil men. Uh, they induced them to say some things about Peter. They'd said that Peter had spoken blasphemous words, that Peter had spoken against Moses, that Peter had spoken against God, and that Peter had said that Jesus was going to destroy the temple and that he was going to alter the customs of Moses. And if you remember the last verse of the sixth chapter, that all the council was fixing their gaze on, Pete, on Stephen's face and that he had the countenance, the face of an angel. So it's in that environment, at that moment, when the high priest looks at Stephen and says, are these things so? Are the things that these witnesses are saying about you, are they so? And then Stephen begins to answer. And he has an extended answer. It's a long answer. And we're going to look at the detail. We're going to read the whole thing. But I want you to notice what he does from the beginning. So here's what he says. High priest said, are these things so? Verse 2. And Stephen said, hear me, brethren and fathers. Okay? Hear me, brethren and fathers. So he acknowledges them as brethren. He acknowledges them as fellow Jews, which is what the context is right here. And he acknowledges them as fathers, as those who are the leaders or the fathers of Judaism. So he's not debating over that. So this gives some answer to what the original, one of the accusations was, trying to undermine their traditions and things like that. So he begins that way. And then he says this, The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Leave your country and your relatives and come into the land that I will show you. Now, this, this is interesting. That last part in verse 3, leave your country and your relatives and come into the land that I will show you, is a quote of Genesis 12.1. So you're seeing that Stephen is quoting, and he's going to do this quite a bit, is quoting Scripture. He's quoting the Word of God. Okay, he's quoting. So he's using the Word of God to begin his explanation. And you say, well, that's reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And this is what we need to be doing today. Let me hasten to warn you folks that you, when you do that, it will not always be well received. I've mentioned this several times in the past, but I continue to, <laughs> to experience episodes of it, okay, where people will become very defensive when you use the Word of God. The phrase I hear a lot nowadays is, oh, I, ne- I know the Bible. I know the Bible. I don't need to have the Bible quoted to me. Now, just think about that, okay? 
this defensive posture. If I know the Bible, I know the Bible. I know the Bible, I know the Bible. And I don't need it quoted to me. They're taking offense because the Word of God is being shared with you. They're viewing it as being quoted to them, quoted at them. That reveals some serious, significant problems right there. It really does. And a lot of times it's said, uh, you know, unbeknownst to the ones saying it. You know, they don't really know what they're saying. They're, you know, people are like that. I'm just amazed. I mean, you know, I'm the chief of sinners for this, I think, sometimes. Um, that we just talk and talk and talk and don't pay any attention to what we're saying. And just bloviate and bloviate. Now, Stephen wasn't doing that. But he is using the Scripture, and he is quoting the Scripture. And he starts off with the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham. And this passage right here, verse 2, actually gives insight into this whole encounter over in Genesis. There's things we learn right here that you don't really learn in Genesis. It actually interprets what you see in Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham. It wasn't just a, a, a dream that Abraham had. Now, there's going to be times where Abraham, the Lord appears to him in a dream, and a vision. You see that in uh, Genesis 15, I believe. But here we see that the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham. There, there is a physical manifestation of God. And boy, there's some really interesting stuff about that, which we've talked about a little bit in times past. It has to do with the angel of the Lord. And we'll see more and more about that as we just go through our various times together, okay? But the God of glory appeared to Abraham, and it's while he was in Mesopotamia, while he's among the Chaldeans. And then it's very well defined before he lived in Haran. So this is before he left. This is when Abram was Abraham. I mean, Abraham was Abram. I said that backwards. So when Abraham was Abram, he, according to the Jewish tradition, worked in his father's idol shop, making false idols, making idols of the day. The Lord appeared to him. And the Lord said what to him? Hey, I want you to leave your country here and your relatives. Abram was to leave the country and his relatives and come into the land that God was showing. Now let's press on verse 4. Then, this is Stephen speaking now. Then he left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. From there, after his father died, God had him moved to this country in which you are now living. And so uh, he left the country... But it doesn't look like he left all of his relatives. And so there's debate about this in my mind. For years and years, I've said that it was sort of partial, disobe partial obedience, partial disobedience, <laughs> uh, partial obedience. He was being a little disobedient because he took his dad. We'll find out soon that he also took his nephew. And he was told to leave the relatives. And so does that mean that he was to leave each and every one of them behind? Or does it mean you're leaving your country, you're leaving your country of your relatives and all your relatives here? But he didn't necessarily have to leave each and every one of them. The family could go with him. You know, that kind of thing. Was he supposed to leave his wife behind? I'm thinking more and more nowadays that the, uh, the immediate family, the ones that he had a responsibility for, perhaps, uh, would go with him. Regardless, they wind up in a place called Haran, named after his father, okay? Haran. And they stayed there until his father died. Once his father died, God moved him to this country. Stephen's still speaking, and he's speaking to these religious rulers. Remember, he's given them uh, a brief synopsis of their history. Verse 5, but God gave him no inheritance 
in it. So he moved, God moved him to this country, but God gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot of ground. And yet, even when he had no child, he promised that he would give it to him as a possession and to his descendants forever. Okay? So Stephen is reminding him of what God has said in Genesis 12, Genesis 13, Genesis 15, Genesis 17, the whole narrative there. He's saying that he came into this land, but he didn't receive an inheritance in this land, not a foot of ground. But God made a promise to him that his descendants would possess this land, even though Abram had nobody to inherit it. He had no child. So Stephen is acknowledging this. While Stephen is acknowledging this, while Stephen is giving this lesson, he's also communicating something else to him. He's communicating the fact that, hey, I know the Bible. <laughs> I know the scripture. I know our history. I know that from which we came. Remember what the chief priest has said? Or was it the high priest? The high priest. The high priest said, hey, are these things true? He's beginning to show them, here's the truth of our history. And the ultimate truth is going to be that, hey, Jesus is who we've been waiting for. Well, my time's up. We've got to stop right here. We'll continue on in the next episode. I'll see you all then. Goodbye.